My name is Arthur Chang, and as president of SUG, I hope to continue the transformation of SUG to face the real rea- reality of the change in the energy supplies and energy utilizations. We're moving from a fossil energy dominated area to much more distributed, different types of renewables plus fossil. Welcome to Seismic Sound Off, exploring the scientific value and usefulness of geophysics. I'm your host, Andrew Gary. In this episode, Arthur Chang, the first Chinese president of the Society of Exploration Geophysicists, discusses highlights from his five decades as a member and what his barrier-breaking role means. He reflects on those intimidating talks as a grad student and the breadth of exploration geophysics beyond oil and gas. He also shares how SEG is adapting programs for younger members, shares advice for students, highlights the importance of volunteering, and offers his vision for SEG's future. To find links to Arthur's latest article on The Leading Edge, please check out the show notes for this episode. Without further introduction, here is my conversation with Arthur Chang. Well, it's, it's certainly a challenging yet exciting time to, to be president of the SEG moving forward. And congratulations on 50 years of being an SEG member. What is one of your, your first memories you recall as an SEG member? Well, as an SEG member, I've, my first recollection was giving a presentation at the SEG annual meeting. That was very intimidating for a young graduate student because... Uh, it's not like the AGU where you have a 10-minute talk. Here, you're really giving a 20-minute talk. It's much more detailed, technical details, and all the experts are sitting down there trying to uh, ask you questions. Ready to, to not pick it apart, but maybe challenge some, some of your statements. <laughs> yes. You know, the, the, you know my, my recollection is all these uh, older experts, they are very nice. You know, they will ask tough questions, but they are not malicious or anything, you know, to to make you think what you're doing and you go back and and, and ask yourself, why why is so-and-so asking such a question, (laughs) you know, and then you realize, oh, that's why he's asking it. (laughs) And that's such a valuable thing as a graduate student, but really at any time, but especially when you're, you're forming your career and your profession. And you have, you have kind of a unique view uh, and perspective of the E in SEG. So what, what do you think of that term exploration as part of SEG's name? So when Roseberry Knight received her Marie Ewing Award, the highest award at SEG, this is back about three years ago, in her acceptance speech, she mentioned that to her exploration really includes all kinds of explorations. For her, you know, especially the, the, the water resources is very close to her heart and her research, but mineral resources others. For me, it's even bigger because I started as a geophysicist working on lunar data. So it's, it starts from the lunar exploration. So we included that, that part of it from, from my education. So, well, yeah, for me, I truly believe exploration is what we physicists, I was trained as a physicist first before becoming geophysicists. E is really f- what physicists do, observe the Earth, observe how things are moving in this world, 
and try to understand what's going on, right? I mean, so, so the exploration to me include every, every type of activity. So for now, all I'm guess exploration is just a very small part of uh, uh, what general exploration does. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement around Mars exploration. As you mentioned, the moon. I mean, I mean there's so much uh, when you think of that a, a little bit more holistically. Yeah, actually, one of the areas that really we have not truly explored and understand that well is actually is the deep ocean, too. And it's a challenging to, to explore that. It's more challenging to explore that, surprisingly, than explore Mars. So the other part, actually, that I've been working with my colleagues on is the near surface. Turns out the near surface are a lot more complex than people give credit for. As, as we build more and more infrastructure deeper and deeper, uh, we, we're facing those, those challenges, trying to understand what's there. Now, of course, in that near surface, there's also significant amount of water, fresh water, aquifers in there. Understanding the storage of it and, and how it, you know, drained and, and refills is, is actually a very significant part of geophysics if you think about it, because water is a extremely valuable resource for the world, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. I think in short, what I'm hearing is that uh, being a, a geophysicist is a very difficult job, very challenging work. You know, SEG and, and the world right now is facing some unique issues as a global community, talking a lot more about carbon capture and sequestration, sustainability, sustainable energy supply. How do you see SEG supporting those types of issues moving forward? We have always been doing quite a bit of that uh, activities. One of the SEG uh, flagship program is GWB, the Geophysicists Without Border, which is SEG Foundation funds research projects uh, all around the world on mainly water sustainability, especially in the underdeveloped countries. There is a program have been supporting to that. What happens is, I think, if you come to our meetings, the exhibitors tends to be more oil and gas contractors and whatnot. So you don't actually see as much of this, of that part of a sustainability part of what we're doing. And uh, although that has always been for the last 20 years part of our mission, we actually actively support the sustainable development goals. Although our main membership involved with extracting resources, identifying sources. Part of the reason we doing keep doing research is really want to refine our techniques so that doing minimum damage to the environment. So we are very active in carbon sequestration mostly. We have quite a few efforts in there. There's a modeling effort called SIEM. There's a carbon we started that from last year now, a year over a year, the project is sponsored by currently a ten companies, and hopefully get more. And we have a evolve, which is a student program, how to look at the whole carbon storage and sequestration issue from the business point of view 
to actually identify the right uh, reservoirs to do the storage and and from the financial point of view and the legal legal point of view what you need to do and and so we have a uh, actively participating with each APG and SPE on on a yearly carbon dioxide uh, CCUS uh, conference. So a number of efforts going, and they're continuing smaller workshops all around the world sponsored by us uh, in partnership, sometimes with SPE, sometimes with APG, sometimes with DHGE, to get, get the message out and get the discussion going. It's such a, a collaborative field, what you're talking about. So many different organizations working with students, working with companies on something like Seam. You know, you mentioned at the top how you, you know, one of your first memories is presenting at the annual conference of SEG as a graduate student and engaging young members as a key of any association and, and continuing to keep it strong. What would you like to share with that next generation of geophysicists coming up? Well, what I'd like to share is it is the geophysicists wide. I look back at the group of graduate students I I know. Quite a bit of them range to different fields. Or well, I guess it's not just the only way into geophysics. Although historically the oil companies provide the largest employers and the most lucrative <laughs> salaries, if you will. But applied geophysics really literally is is, is all over the place. And what I encourage these young students to do is don't have a mindset saying, okay, I need to go to ExxonMobil or I need to go to Shell right? when I graduate. Just look at what opportunities are there and, and explore. When you look back at your time at SEG, do you feel like there was a particular SEG volunteer role that really was the most instrumental in getting you now to this position as serving as president of SEG? Not particularly. I have served in many things. What I would say is working in one or two committee is good. Typically, I work with the research committee most. Mostly, it allows me to understand what's going on. Most is volunteering to have organized workshops. You get a chance of understanding the business side, how SUG actually works, what other things, you know, and you reach a, a larger, different group of people every time, just about. Mm. I like that. I haven't heard talk about the workshops in that way too much. That's that's excellent. What does it mean for you to represent SEG as president? So personally, of course, I'm very proud to have achieved that, but also quite proud of SEG coming elect me. I'm the first Chinese to to serve as this role. And I think that we try very hard to be global and to be representative to, to all our membership. And I think this helps to send a correct signal to tell the our Chinese members, be active, be part of our volunteer force. There are roles for you to play in, in the SEG. I like that. If you had to describe your journey in one word, what would it be and why? Yeah, I thought I thought about it. The word I would use is fulfilling. So it, it fulfilled my internal wish to be giving back to the industry, society, 
the profession who have helped me achieve scientifically doing very well can't have I've made so many friends uh, in this profession so so I think yeah, I was going to use challenging with yes challenging a lot of times things that are challenging can be fulfilling so that's a great response is there anything I should have asked that I did not well, I mean, I, I can talk a little bit about what our vision, SEG is facing some challenges, right? Especially with regard to the old business model where you hold a big convention and all the exhibitors pay you a lot of money and then you take the money to run the program the rest of the year. doesn't quite work anymore. We still manage to get quite a bit of income from that, but it's the man is nowhere near like pre-2014, 2015. Companies have changed. Uh, the way they they do marketing have changed and, and all that. And we need to adjust to, to that. And we need to appeal to the younger group of people. And, you know, that means the set of programs you offer has to be Relevant has to appeal to the people, and it takes a little time for us to to develop that. I mean, this is doesn't turn over overnight, and hopefully, in two three years, we'll have a set of new new courses, a new program for our students, uh, for young members to say, "Hey, you know, you know, this is relevant. This is what we want to know." You know, that kind of thing. We have a very active group of student chapters, but we have had problems maintaining the students once they graduate. I think yes, part of that is I think our programs are not matching to what they want. Well, it's great that you're recognizing that and seeing opportunities everywhere. I'm sure this year will go by very fast, but you'll get a lot done. So well, you go by very fast. Well, one of the things that we have implemented two presidents ago is, is this structure. Uh, with past president, president, president-elect, basically, in essence, uh, although my term is one year, but I serve three years. And during that three years, basically, the last couple of years, we've been presidential decisions, if you will, Almost, it's almost always three-person decisions. So there is a continuity in terms of what we see, the directions that we all agree what we should be doing, and, and hopefully we have more stability going forward. That's a very smart change, I, I think, as, as, as SEG moves forward and, and navigates difficult times. I appreciate your insight, Arthur. Congratulations on serving as president this year on your 50 years of being an SEG member. And good luck with it, with navigating all the time zone with all these SEG meetings you'll have in the next year. Thank you. You reached the end of Seismic Sound Off. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to be the first to know about the next episode, please follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Two of my favorites are Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have episode ideas, feedback for the show, or want to sponsor a future episode, visit seg.org podcast and find the box titled Contact Seismic Sound Off. 
Zach Bridges created original music for this show. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at Treasurement. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off. <laughs>